Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM Marketing Network Lead customers build their businesses and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now on to our show with your host, Peter Mingles. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here listening to Building Fortunes Radio, and this is our very, very, very special segment. We do this with a gentleman named Stephen Gregg. We've had the Building Fortunes Radio show for many years, and we've been associated with the direct selling and network marketing and home-based business arena for a really long time. And there's very few people that I ever get a chance to work with where I shake my head up and down more often than I shake my head left to right. Matter of fact, with this gentleman, Stephen Gregg, I agree with him. Although we grew up in different environments, almost like on different planets, we have similar philosophies. He may use a different word to label something, but I'm right there hanging with him. And one of the great things about Stephen is as he's doing his sales training, consulting, business development, all of those types of things, he asked uh, that we um, work together. And I said that was great because I finally worked with somebody that um, is on the same page. When I say finally work together with someone on the page, you could work a lifetime before you find someone that kind of already can complete your sentences. When you pass the baton, there's no fumbling. You can even do it in the dark on a rainy night. So Stephen Gregg is a gentleman who I just have exceptional respect for because he walks the talk and talks the talk. And we're always in very hectic schedules because we're doing it. So there are some people that can teach it, you know, and they say that if you can't do it, you might as well teach it. And then there's a rare exception of people that can actually teach it and do it and then are doing it. Like, you could probably ask, the things that you just taught me, could you tell me when the last time you applied that principle and give me a specific example? Many of us can look at our watches and say, well, it was about, you know, an hour and a half ago or about three hours ago. So we could do any or all of those things as well. So it is my great pleasure and distinct privilege to introduce to our Building Fortunes radio listening audience, Stephen Gregg. Stephen, thanks for being here. Hey, thank you, Peter. I appreciate it. And, yeah, I'm really excited about um, what's going on in my life because I definitely have been, like you said, out doing, doing things. Um, I've been traveling all across the country, you know, doing workshops and training people how to effectively network and generate new business. And it's been really encouraging because when I get out there and I talk to a lot of people, it's just amazing to me of how many people that are small business owners are out networking but really not generating any business. Um, You know, it's it's pretty amazing because, like, last week I was in Florida. I was in Miami, and we were doing a a big event um, and probably had a few hundred people at our particular event that day. And I asked a simple question. I asked, raised a hand and said, how many people in the room go networking? You know, virtually everybody in their room said yes. And then I said, how many of you generated any sales from the networking you went to in the last 30 days? And I think, like, one hand went up. Out of a couple hundred people, and it's pretty amazing because as we as I talk to people out there and I talk about networking and generating leads and all that, a lot of people don't understand the process of how that takes place of how that happens because for me that's kind of foreign. I mean, I go out networking, I generate business that day, and I generate leads and sales within the next day, and so um you know that's what I teach, but today, you know um Peter, I want to do something different, and I'm kind of throw you off here a little bit. 
I know this is my show, and I get to interview different guests and, and different people, and I just really appreciate what you've done for me um, as far as allowed me to be on this show with you and us working together and, you know, your confidence in what we're putting together and what we're building. I really appreciate you a lot. And so I wanted to kind of turn this around on you a little bit because I want to shake my head today. <laughs> you know, you say you shake your head a lot when I'm saying, saying things and you agree with them. You know, you have a phenomenal business in the direct sales and network marketing industry where you help us um, as an industry generate leads. Because, you know, once you've learned the words to say, then you just need more people to say it too. And so I want to hear, and I want my guests to hear more about you today because they got a lot of videos or audios to listen to me on this show. But I want them to hear about you. I want them to know more about who you are and some of the service that you could provide for them as well and how you even got in this industry and, and what you're doing about it. So, you know, I want you to take over today. Tell me Perfect. a little bit about okay, yourself, good. Peter. Excellent. Well, thanks. Um, a little bit about myself. Number one, I've always been a whatever-it-takes kind of a person. So I learned a long time ago, I guess, when my dad was alive and kind of raising kids, he worked in a warehouse, and he'd always say, do more than what you're paid for, and eventually you'll be paid more for what you do. And when they're looking for promotions, they'll see who's always going the extra mile, and they'll probably pick you. So I learned that, and I watched my dad do that. So as he was walking through the warehouse, if someone threw a cigarette or a piece of paper somewhere, he would pick it up even though it wasn't part of his job description. So that work ethic is in my house. And then my mom was uh, my mom, and we had a couple of sick kids, and my mom worked, and she said, listen, I'm your mom, I'm not your maid. So I learned how to fold clothing and do laundry and cook or reheat and uh, wash walls. And my days off from school were usually helping my mom do stuff around the house. I didn't know any better. So, so I learned all those things. So I grew up with the self-discipline, and I grew up with the idea that you're helping around the house and the idea that you should do things without asking. I mean, gosh forbid, Stephen, you walk past the garbage pails after they've been emptied from the garbage person. Like, oh, my God. And you could just imagine the things that my mom used to say. What do you need, an invitation? Do you live with a silver spoon in your mouth? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it was all loving stuff, you know what I mean? But the bottom line is a blue collar, we're working hard, team effort, and that stuck, you know? So for all those parents that are out there, those things really do make an impact, at least on me and everybody else in my family, my brother included, my sister included, we're workers. So I think that's part of it. So always whatever it takes, we got to get the job done kind of a thing. We never look at the clock. We go the extra mile. And then when I started a career with Electrolux, which is a vacuum cleaner company, obviously I wasn't worried about my ego. I was looking for an opportunity. The gentleman named Joe who gave me that opportunity, I graduated from college, could have went to medical school if I chose to, decided not to because I don't, didn't know where the money would come from and all those types of things. I went on a job interview for a management training program, and Joe painted a picture for me as far as an opportunity. And it was to run one of their offices, and running one of their offices, I'd be able to do that at no charge. So they kind of gave me the key to the building, the responsibility for all the things, working for a corporate office, but without having to pay like the franchise fee. And I said, what an exceptional opportunity. And then, of course, the next question was, well, what are you going to be doing? Because eventually you have to get there. And it was selling vacuum cleaners. Now, that was a little bit of a blow to my ego because that was the last thing on my agenda, you know, going to school for medicine and maybe being a doctor, college graduate, you usually don't think of that as a step up. You think of that as a step sideways or like a 
maybe even for some people, that's the very last thing that you probably do, or at least among the hundred very last things you'd probably do. So I started with that anyway. And the only reason why I paint this picture is because when I knocked <clears throat> on my very first door, as I was walking up to it, I said, why am I doing this? And I said, I'm doing this so I could teach the lessons that I will learn, all of them. All of these lessons are going to be part of my grab bag, and I'll probably have more than most people will ever have in their grab bag as I accumulate this. But as I'm doing this, I'm doing this because I will learn what people will go through so I can help them. So here I am, I'm 54. I started when I was 22. So for those of you that can do math, I've been doing this longer than I haven't been doing this in my life. So I'm still applying and telling those principles today. So there's a little bit of value for a guy that's done that on a competitive basis for 32-somewhat years. For those people that are listening in, they might say, you know, I think I might be able to pick up something from this guy. And if you can't, then I don't know how you even explain that. But that's a little bit about me, Stephen, and my background. Now, I didn't just do it and fail and do something else. I did it and succeeded. So I ran a store, and then I ran, you know, I had, a, I had to achieve in sales, so I was Rookie of the Month. So I just went to work, which, by the way, means I really outworked everyone else. I let the numbers fall on my way. I, I picked up the help where I possibly could. I succeeded in spite of myself. I applied the principles that we learned, and they worked, you know, most of the times. And if they didn't work, it wasn't the technique, it was me, because of, you know, rusty at it or never done it before. But I became Rookie of the Month. They promoted me in a system manager's position. Now I had to train other people. Like, whoa, doing it's one thing. Training it's another. And training it so it works is even another. So I learned that. And as an assistant manager, I eventually became, you know, the top assistant manager in the division that I was in. And then they gave me an office, and I was flushed down the toilet. Like, I literally was flushed down the toilet. It's like, okay, here's an office. This is the crappiest one we got. This one doesn't work at all. Matter of fact, it's being run by a crook, but we're not letting you know. And literally, this is like the defining moment. It's like organic chemistry for those chemistry majors. This is like the defining moment. And if you survive this, which you won't, you know, but we need somebody to be able to take the losses. So if you survive this, which you won't, um, well, you know, maybe, maybe. Well, we won't even worry about that because you won't. Well, I did. And then eventually I ran to another office, and then eventually I got into another office where I ran five offices, and then 35 offices, that's where I left. And then I learned how to work long distance over the phone, motivating people that you don't necessarily have the leverage with. And then eventually I ran 96 different offices, and I left that office, or I left that company as a success as opposed to as a failure. So there are some people that say, oh, yeah, I used to do that. But that's a qualified question. Well, you used to do that, but why aren't you doing it anymore? Did you leave as a success or did you leave as a failure? I left on my terms as a, failure, as a success. And then I went into this industry by choice. It was by choice. I chose network marketing as the profession because I really did the Ben Franklin close on myself. All the reasons for, all the reasons against. And this was before the Internet. The Internet was just sneaking into our lives. And I said, this WW thing, this thing with that at symbol, it's probably going to stick around. This is not a Chia pet. This is a wave of communication that has never been seen before. And if I don't ride this wave, I don't know. You know, you're missing it. So I jumped on it and had to learn all the things that I didn't know, as many of us did early on. And that's how we kind of got started affectionately with PM Marketing. 
So for all those people that listen in, I still actively work my business every single day, just like you do, Stephen. I'm actually in the trenches every single day because that's where I choose to be, and that's where life is. That's where you can make the biggest impact on most people. And we've expanded. So we move with the cheese, we expand with the technology, and I run my own business today. So that's a little bit about us. So if you're listening in, you can work with people that can teach it or write books about it, maybe go to their seminar, or you can work with people that can do all of those things um, and also are doing it every day. And that's what I really like about working with you. We're always on a tight schedule. We're always like, okay, I'll be on that call, you know, slight edge principle within a minute one way or another. And, uh, and the reality is, is we're doing it. So there's very few times in anyone's life where they can actually work with people that are doing it, building it in today's basis that would be willing to also work with you for any price. So we do a lot of stuff as a result of Building Fortunes Radio and all the other sort of stuff we do on NetworkLeads.com. So over yeah, to you. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And, and that's awesome, man. I'd love to hear people's background because it really shows that they're a real person and they're really in the trenches, like you said. And, you know, for me, I want to hear a little bit about, and maybe the listeners may want to understand too, are you in a network marketing company right now building the business, or are you servicing the industry, and how are you servicing the industry of network marketing? That's, that's kind of what I want them to hear so they can really get a grasp of what you're doing because you've made some big impact with leads. Tell us more yeah, about absolutely. that. Sure. So I started using the leads as a, in a network marketing industry because – Leads are necessary evil, if I could use that as a term. If you're not focused on leads in your business, your people are going to be doing other things. And the worst thing in the world is a guy or a gal with a credit card. Because a guy or a gal with a credit card is going to spend money, right? We, also, we always have the entrepreneurial blip or the entrepreneurial spasm. And I knew that most of my people would drive themselves out of the business by doing stupid stuff and they shouldn't experiment with their own credit cards or their own money. So I realized that I have to be the lead generator. A lot of people would be doing stuff part-time, never really have the experience, and then ultimately fail. And I liked them too much if I sponsored them. Um, so I started off as a distributor, knew that I had to do the lead generation as a necessary evil, and I worked with a company called Nutrition for Life. And that's where me and you have a, a common background, although we didn't know each other at that time. So... When Nutrition for Life was fumbling, like they were a wonderful, magnificent ship whose rudder broke. So if I use a ship and a rudder, their rudder broke. So the engine was going to still run, but you knew with a rudder broken, they weren't going to steer themselves in the right direction. And eventually they'd rock on. They, they, they were going to shipwreck themselves, uh, not be able to handle the waves, uh, crash into some port. They had no rudder. So I recognized that, and I was not willing to live my life on a rudderless ship. And eventually they did crash. So I had to make the decision, what do I do? Someone said to me, why don't you just turn that leads thing you do into a business? No one's doing quite what you do. And no one has the knowledge in sales like you do. So when you do the sales and the leads and you blend all those things together, the industry needs someone like you. So I said, you know, I wonder if I have what it takes, and this is the defining moment question, I wonder if I have what it takes to actually run my own business. So that was a defining moment. Everybody has defining moments in their life. That was mine. I wonder if I have what it takes to run my own business. And this, again, was before the Internet. So I said, well, might as well find out, right? 
So that was a defining moment question. And sometimes I wish I never asked that question because <laughs> running your own business is <laughs> never easy. Um, and if you're going to live a life, you're going to have a lifetime of experiences and challenges. So I did, and and we do, and that's how I kind of got started. But what I found, Stephen, I love the industry. I support the industry. I probably joined a thousand companies. Now this is a slight exaggeration, but I've joined a thousand companies for research and development because you find out a lot about companies when you get the sales kit and you're on the training calls and all that sort of stuff. So I've immersed myself in the industry and I buy products from the companies that I like and I switch it around a little bit. So I give myself some diversity. So I try different things. So my name has probably been a distributor in a hundred or two or three hundred companies at least. Uh, lots of people have put me in their deal. They've said, let me put you in. Uh, you know, I'm going to build around you. And that's a false promise, and that's hopeful thinking, and it's nice thinking. So I politely say thank you, you know, just like if they want to serve me something, say thank you, sure, go ahead. So this way I get the sales training and all that sort of stuff from the other companies, and I learn a little bit more about them. But I really can't build a distributorship and build my own company simultaneously. So for all those people that would wonder, oh, you know, the, the small thinkers, right, there are some people that have teeny-weeny brains, and, and maybe they have teeny-weeny brains because they have teeny-weeny brains or they can't really think. Um, I, I, I could actually build a company without destroying yours. So some people say, oh, if I give them to him, he's going to steal people and bring them in the downline. I'm like, you know what, that's an honorable thing. There's ethics involved. I'm not for sale. Um, I could do it the right way, so I don't have to do it the wrong way. And then, of course, you can do the little intimidation thing is, do you really think everybody's thinking like that? Like, do you really think there are some people in the world could actually do it the right way as opposed to the wrong way? So the teeny-weeny small little thinker probably needs to speak to some of our people that are like the clinical psychologists and find out what's wrong with them. But the reality is, is that, no, I don't have to build a network marketing company to build my business, and I don't because I consider it almost like, uh, disloyalty. It's like, how can I build a downline, be loyal to them, as well as be loyal to my customers at the same time? So they answer your question in a slightly long-winded fashion. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Cause definitely, I get the same thing with our academy. Sometimes people think that, but you know, I first let them know right up front uh, before they send me their whole database of their down of their company that I am not in a network marketing company and I'm not for sale. So when they see that, I'm not willing to take a top position in their company. Then they have that trust. So I, I definitely appreciate that because I go through the same type of situation. But Absolutely. If, if, let's just say someone right now is listening. They're in network marketing. They're in a network marketing mm-hmm. company. They're having some challenges. Um, maybe they're struggling trying to get their business off the ground with leads. Um, how, If someone wanted to contact you, how could they um, – well, no, not so much how could they. What could you do for them? What does your business specifically do for an individual network marketer or a person – that's trying to grow their business and maybe have a team. What could you specifically do for them? Okay, so the reason why most people fail in anything, especially in sales or network marketing, is they just don't talk to enough people. So I had lots of experience with losing good people in the direct sales business because people would come to me and sometimes, and I don't say this with exaggeration, I, I say this with, this is absolutely the things that used to happen. People would say, I wish I know I could do this if I could only talk to more people. Like, the product's really great. The compensation plan is excellent. The management, at least at your level, Peter, is exceptional. I've never worked with anyone like you before. Um, but I'm failing. And they're failing because they just didn't get a chance to show it to enough people. So that really is the bullseye, showing it to more people. So what we did was, you know, in the direct selling business, you could knock on more doors, ring more phones, 
And in the vacuum cleaner business, you could just go out, you know, walk outside. There's businesses and homes. It was almost like an unlimited market. When you're dealing with home-based businesses, although many people could, you have to find the entrepreneurs. So it's harder to door knock that kind of a thing cold. You could do it, but it's harder to. So I figured, well, let's uh, expedite the process by providing the environment for people to be able to increase the number of people they can talk to. And we do that one of several ways. We have lists that people can buy and pick up the phone and call. We have autoresponders where people, where we do automation, right? You want some automation in your life as well. We have um, things like uh, classified ad websites. We do our radio show. We have MLM.news. So in essence, if somebody's willing to do the work, just like those people in my vacuum cleaner business, I could do as much as I possibly could, but I couldn't do it for them. Like I couldn't do the push-ups that they needed for them to get into better shape. I couldn't put the food in their mouth. I could provide the environment for that to happen, the encouragement for that to happen, the reasons for that to happen, the support for that to happen, but I couldn't do it for them. So we could do just about everything that anyone needs if they really want to build a home-based business. Oh, i got to share with you this, a little bit about my attitude. I have a poke-in-the-chest philosophy. So poke in the chest. If anybody's ever poked you in the chest, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you can't do that. Wait a minute. Whoa. You know, they might be, if you've ever been poked that way, or, you know, everybody in that industry is slimy, or, or, or everybody fails in that industry, or I don't think you can make it, or you'll never be able to do it. I poke in the chest. So I bite back, if you will. What are you talking about? Maybe everybody else, but not me. So I wanted to create the environment, so I take away all the excuses from anyone for not succeeding. I've created the environment where there are no excuses reasonably. Now, if you're sick and, you know, you're, you know, I, I know, Stephen, you've been through a, an illness recently, right? You're sick, you know, you got a toothache or you're whatever, and you're in the hospital bed, you know, and they're fixing you up and stuff like that. That's a condition. That's not an excuse. That's a condition. When I, when I broke my ribs and I couldn't breathe, that's not an excuse. That's a condition. Most people have excuses. They don't have conditions. So having said that, anybody with an excuse stands no chance because we have created an environment where we show them how to do it. The same thing with you. If you're willing to learn, we're willing to teach. And that's what we've created. So whether it's classified ads or radio shows or MLM.news or picking up the phone of the autoresponders or walking around or doing all this other stuff, we have a new club that we've just started as well. Everything that you need is available if you wanted to be, in essence, running your own business, whether it's a distributor, whether it's self-employed, whether it's working for a company. You always should treat yourself as running your own business anyway, regardless of your tax status. And that's what we do. I got you. So if someone wanted leads, it sounds like if someone wants leads for their network marketing business, they can contact you and you know get a, a list of quality people, entrepreneurs, which you called it, people that are looking for an opportunity, people that are, that are maybe they stay at home and they're getting online and they're trying to find ways to generate additional money, which are by the millions right now in the U.S. There's so many people out of work and, you know, that are, that are open to additional ways of making money. And so you can provide lists to them of, for, for that individual or that person or that team um, that, you know, really needs more quality leads. Is that what you're saying? And, and is, yeah, the word, the word everything is pretty inclusive. So we can provide everything that someone needs 
to be successful running a home-based business, and not just the leads, the tools, the systems, the training, working with you as well, Stephen, all the training, the education, the coaching, all, everything that someone would need. Now, everything, again, is an exclusive word, but everything that someone would need. Now, somebody might say, well, do you do this? And I might say, no, we don't do that, but that's not everything you need. We have everything you need. So, like, for instance, if we're a restaurant, you know, we'd have every, all the food that you need to survive. If someone says, do you have some obscure thing that they make on the uh, mountains of, uh, you know, Alaska? And, like, no, but you don't really need that. Like, those are extra stuff. Those are not necessary. Matter of fact, those are probably even distractions. We have everything that someone would need. List, training, coaching, support, platforms, everything that somebody would need. And if we don't, we know where to find it or where to point people in front of. So we have it all. And working with you is really great because, as you know, um, the mindset and the philosophies have to be in line with the goals and the mechanism in the vehicle. So working with you, it's a tag team scenario where really people can't fail except on their own terms. The only way you can fail is by not doing the work or not giving enough time. Everything else could probably be learned. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's kind of my direction is I, I help people learn how to uh, grow their business and how to, you know, the the right words to say and how to say it. Um, and then, of course, you do need systems. And really quick, we're coming down to the end shortly, but I do want to do two things. One, I want you to tell them about systems. I know you talked about systems. So if they buy leads, you have a system to help them grow their business exponentially too. Tell them about that really quick. Right, so I needed a place for people to go to work. and. You know, we knew that um, online was going to be where people would want to be able to do it because you want to be able to do it from anywhere. So we developed what we call a lead management system. When we first got started, of course, we did a lot of leads, so we call it the LMS. And inside that LMS, it's a little bit like a virtual office. Virtual means online. Office is usually where you go to work, so we call it a virtual office. It's our LMS. So you go log in, and when you log in, everything is there. Access to our training access to the conference calls that we've done for support, access to the webinars, access to all of those things, and then, of course, access to your leads. And if you're using the autoresponder, you're going to have access to the autoresponder. If it's are we building your capture pages or are you going to be able to build your own, all of that starts off with the LMS. So everything starts off right there, and people get that. And we never take it away. So my philosophy is, you know, a home-based business is a lifestyle. Entrepreneurialism is a lifestyle. 